Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My talkers, it's hump day, Wednesday, October 22nd. Excuse me, 27th. Wow, where am I a week ago? Right now, we're hanging out with Lori and Julia. That's right, Julia's back from her little vacation on her back. I'm sorry yeah, to hear that. That Boy, sounds that kind sound of dirty. Right. Hey, well, and we're I dirty wish, on this show. So. I wish it was a vacation She's on my ba- back. Yeah, no at kidding. One, at one point, I needed to get out. I, I hurt my back, just the weirdest random blob of thing here, here at work the other day, and I just couldn't stand up straight, and I haven't been able to walk more than like two steps. And yesterday, I made it in to St. Paul to go to the chiropractor and immediately turned around and went back home because I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Today, I made it into work. We'll see if I'm bringing on my microphone for tomorrow. We'll see. Oh, okay. But I, my back hurt so bad that I couldn't even walk the 10 feet to go get the ice. Mm-mm. But yet, I could get the candy. Yeah. There still is <laughs> yeah. Halloween damn candy yeah. in my house. So it was a vacation on your back. So, sure. <laughs> I ate candy Except and was you're in pain. pain. Except well, for I was in pain. Right. That Lord. can cause pain, too, sometimes. Oh, my gosh. But I like it. I was just having a vacation. What did you do yesterday? I had a vacation on my back. Right. What's your weekend claim to fame? Oh, vacation, vacation on, on my, my knees. Oh, as soon as I it's said that. It's been a busy week. As soon as I said that, I was like, oh, that didn't come out very well. <laughs> Grant, you're cute. You're yeah. a Prince Harry after all. That's, That's it. Right. That's right. Harry. Okay, right. so did you watch the episode of The Bachelorette last night, which we can just call that episode, No, They're Not Smarter Than Fifth Graders? <laughs> well, I would have been scared because I remember when that TV show came on with Jeff, Jeff Foxworth. Yeah. And I couldn't... I remember when my kids were in fifth grade. I was like, trouble, trouble. Right. Right. Go, ask um, your, go ask your dad. 100%. <laughs> but I, I was... I. I started watching it with my son. Yeah. And we just decided. What? She's boring. Oh, you guys. We were bored. Oh, Uh-oh. with those three kids from Central Casting okay, and they, the one little girl. Okay. I just find. And the one little girl, Mia, who was so stern, wrong, she would yell to them. kind of. They yeah. were cute, but I just was. Yep. Yeah, maybe it was your back, because dang, that I, was think, my back. I think shots have uh, been fired on this show, and I found it to be quite uh, quite entertaining. I mean, the, how about the one guy is Clint Eastwood's secret grandson? That's I, cool. Which one is, I didn't LG, that. See, you did. I made it through the first date. The rock climbing date. So you watched half of it. That's right. That's right. right. Maybe 45 minutes. That's You're right. not qualified to have this conversation with me right <laughs> well, now. Well, I would like, how were the ratings? <laughs> I don't know, but last week, you know, we had our low rating. But right. the, the thing, uh, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was a fun episode. She is so gorgeous. Well, she is gorgeous. I and when agree. that Jamie dude, the guy she went on the um, rock climbing thing with, 
when he decides to tell him that uh, tell her that a bunch of guys were gossiping about the fact that she knows Joe from Minneapolis from before, which a wasn't true. There was just three guys. They said, oh, yeah, I don't know if that, you know, she seemed like they knew him, but it wouldn't surprise me. No one was gossiping. This guy totally lied and made her feel bad, made her feel like everyone was suspecting her of ulterior motives that she already was with this Joe from Minneapolis. So Mr. he stirred Basketball. the pot. Jamie, the guy she went rock climbing. Oh, that bothers me. It, yeah, same. Same. Okay, we he, don't need that. Yeah, he, he was pretending, you know, like, and she was like really upset because she's like, okay. Yeah, it's a small basketball world in Minnesota, right. you know, and we did, one of us slid into each other's DMs like a year and a half ago, and we had a couple of conversations, and then he ghosted me, and I never saw him again until right. he walked out of the limo. Right. But she's upset because Jamie, like, made it seem like all the guys were talking that she was in it for Brad, all the wrong are reasons. Are guys as big of gossips as gals get... Um Named as sometimes when you're younger, you are. Yeah. I think when you're in your twenties, mid twenties, early twenties, you, you are. But then after that, you don't even have time for that. <laughs> I just well, right. don't have that time for it. So yeah, when I was younger, I was really a gossip queen, but not so much now. No. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's, that's and they gossip in a different way. Yeah, but, but it's did still anyone, gossip. Did yeah. anyone good go home that you were disappointed about? Or? I didn't even I didn't even recognize those guys. You know, I mean, it's too soon to know names. But the one then, guy who admitted he's Clint Eastwood's secret grandson. Oh, was I would cute? hold on to him. Was he cute? <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, again, there's too many. I, I, this is how I feel about watching it right now. But anyway, it was it was a good episode. The one guy who looks like he's a, like in in the mafia and a serious Goodfellas family, he had a meltdown because one of the guys called him a, a narcissist, narcissist when they had to spell that, and he fumed and fretted. <laughs> and Michelle sat him down, and basically, she was putting on her best school teacher. Uh, that was funny. I have to admit, that was yes, funny. Yes, I thought that was funny. She was like, well, more. this is her nice way of telling him, you know, get your rage in check, dude. Mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> it was good. I thought it was just a great, fun episode. I only fast-forwarded, like, I always fast-forward through the awful, cringy-inducing private concert date. Oh, like, That one never that. fails to make me right. shudder. <laughs> it's embarrassing for everybody involved. Yes. The he, band, he, the people the dancing, band. the <laughs> caterers, the viewers. Oh. And I love how uh, this season of The Bachelorette, they are committed to opening every, every. Uh, there's only been two, but, you know, the beautiful tray of untouched croissants and baked goods oh, they are. in Michelle's okay. room. Just I'm like, I hope there. the she, cast, I hope she, the crew gets she's them. stunning. Yeah, she is. She really is. Oh, my God. Down to uh, last night, viewership was down to 2.87 million viewers compared yeah. to the 10 million, 10.8 that tuned into the World Series. So down well, a little bit. Down a little tough bit. competition. Yeah. yeah. And what an exciting World Series first game. That was a great game. I'm just glad those cheaters didn't win. Ah, yeah. with, yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's Atlanta, go Braves. See, the guy pitching. Like, was it the third inning where the ball cracked him in his leg? Yeah, he's out the rest of the playoffs, unfortunately. He's he been kept pitching, though. Yeah, he kept going for a little bit. Yeah. For like two oh, more innings, wow. the rest of that inning, striking people out, and he had a broke his fibula. Yeah. Ouch. And then the very first at bat by the Braves, world record 
Uh, it was a, it was an MLB record first yeah. first leadoff hit in the World Series ever. Home run, yeah, home run, not hit, home run. They had another record broken, which was first time ever that two players both hit home runs in a World Series game that were not on that team at the All Star break. So two guys that they traded for hit two home oh, runs, fun. and I think it was also first time back to back home runs wow. as well. There was All another right. there records new, everywhere. The Braves have four outfield quartets, you know, Eddie Rosario and these two other dudes, they account for six and they all came in basically. No, I know all, you know, I know my baseball stuff at this time of year. They all came in like after the all-star game, 62% of the hits that Atlanta's getting are from those four dudes. Yeah. Can I just and say, your mom was so mad when well, Rosario at, at Rosario, was traded. This is terrible. But, but the funniest thing is four, the four outfield people, you know, when we play that that fourth outfielder, Grant, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know the yeah. extra one, the left, that, right, um, center fielder, left, left, short, or whatever. Left center. Aren't there four? No, oh, there's three. There's left, center, and right. Oh, All like, right, oh, but still, the shortstop. You don't have the four the in there. Stop, he sometimes plays. No, back. he's infield. Okay, <laughs> he sometimes plays. But still, back. they get sixty-two percent of hits from three guys. Amazing. No, it's four guys. Maybe one of them plays. It's Rosario, Pedersen, Duvall, and Soler, and they all okay, play yep. in the outfield. All right, look at, we are into random thoughts here. Well, Tuya, we're I'm, being random. I'm quoting from USA Today, Thank and I trust them help. to get their sports. They got it right. You were they right. They're there for right there. Because they obviously someone's playing in position when the other guy isn't. Oh, she's so smart. <laughs> and, and she's cute. All right, we'll be right back. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, I don't know if this happened yesterday, but I just want to get a little bit more into it today. But Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx Company, which revolutionized how women wore control shapewear from Mm -hmm. the girdle, Mm -hmm. Um, she sold a major stake in Spanx um, valued at... Uh, $1.2 billion, okay? So yesterday she did a video with all of her team, you know, globally a Zoom thing, and she's spinning a globe. Do you know this story? No. Okay, so she's she's lovely, Grant. She's younger than us, I think, and she started Spanx. She's from Atlanta. and it's just, She did their Spanx about the same time we did we our did nipple enhancers. Nipples, and and we, we're like, why didn't we invent that? She had that? a better idea. There we go. No jealousy or bitter no betties here. But she was on Oprah. She was everywhere. She had such a great story. She, she had, cut it off the feet off nylons yeah. and experimented. And then kept experimenting. Mm-hmm. So she's spinning a globe. And she says, you know, we find the crowd, the crowd, you know, why am I spinning the globe? Well, she announced the reason is because she had bought two first class tickets to anywhere in the world for each of her employees. Wow. Okay. You know, if you have a trip, though, and this is quoting her, you might want to go to a really nice dinner. You might want to go out to a really nice hotel. So with everybody's two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world, you are each getting $10,000. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 500 people. That's Isn't that amazing. cool? Mm-hmm. She said, um, she talks about reminiscing when she came up with it, the long nights, blah, blah, blah. She said the company would one day be worth $20 million and everybody laughed at her. She took a moment to toast all the women that had come before her who had not had this opportunity. And she said, well, 50% of entrepreneurs are women. They only receive 2.3% of the venture capital available. We found that out, Julie. We wanted to expand our product line, and we couldn't find any venture capital. 
that understood what we were going for. And then two years later, everybody was doing what we were pitching. And she goes on to say, in a moment like this, I think of my mom and my grandmothers and their lack of options and all the women that came before them. This would have only been a very remote dream. I'm so grateful. Yeah. But can you imagine having a meeting and just two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world and $10,000? That's a good Wednesday. Yeah. Where would you go? I can't. I have no idea. Hawaii. You would go to Hawaii? That's my favorite place to go. Yeah. Easy. I just find a different place that I haven't been and go to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. I guess... First class, I'm thinking I want to go the furthest. Good point. Or I've never been to Japan. I think that'd be cool. First class, I'm thinking Bora Bora is calling I know. me. Yep. And Dubai, I'm maybe. No. No, we're no. not going there. Not going there. You going get busted there? if you drink up in public, if you do oh, anything yeah. wrong. I, I if you can't kiss. risk going there unless no, we, I'm on a group tour. Yeah, we would end up in jail. <laughs> okay. yeah. I didn't know it was that strict over there. No, I think oh, big I, time. I think the Four Seasons in Bora Bora. That's where you're going? Yeah, and then I'd have to dip into some of my own money to finish paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. Okay, so um, a couple other things, and I found this kind of interesting because I kind of thought I was on a personal quest myself. How much Halloween candy can you eat before you absolutely are going to die? Depends on how many bags you got at home. Okay, so here's the question. (laughs) How much Halloween candy would you have to eat to overdose? Um, what I know this is crazy, but this is talking about fun size candy pieces. So you'd have to eat like them to literally overdose literally and die. To overdose a legal overdose of sugar oh. is thirteen point five grams of sugar for every pound of your body weight. So for a hundred and eighty pound person, you'd have to eat four five point four pounds of straight sugar. That's how much you get if you ate two hundred and sixty two pieces of fun size candy. In one sitting. Yeah, that's impossible. Thank oh. goodness. But this might be possible. 1,627 pieces of candy corn. No, Julia, that's... You that's, don't think that's possible? No, that's several bags. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could do a half a bag. Yeah, no way. Okay. Mm-mm. But so, in case you were wondering if you thought you were close, if you haven't eaten 262, yeah. <laughs> I love that someone did the did math. The math. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Um... Sylvester Stallone, when he was making um, Rocky Three, he had asked the band Queen if he could use, um, you know, license the rights to another one, Bites the Dust. And they declined. And so he asked Survivor to write the song, and they came up with Eye of the Tiger. Oh. So that was specifically for Rocky Three. And who did we run into at the gift shop at Terminal yeah, 2. The lead singer mm-hmm. of uh, Survivor. And he broke out into song. He did. singing that song He's, for us at 7 in the morning. It. That's awesome. And yeah. I have his email still. Yeah. It's Jake something, Lori. Come yeah. on. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, he, um, he like... Perry, Perry, no. He did recording. He had like a recording studio that he worked at in St. Clouds. So yes. He was always going through Minneapolis and always flying on Sun Country. That's a heck of a little run in right there. Because he oh, like lives he in Chicago. To us, so I gotta find out. Yeah, his he name. broke um, into song and just started singing because we were like, "This guy has got to be a rock and roller." It's seven in the morning. And he looked and he like blinged out jeans and a big belt and kind of long. I mean, he just rock star was stamped on, on Jimmy. Jimmy, that was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was fun. No, mm-hmm. that he's dead. No, this is the wrong one. All right, All right I can't find it. Fine. All right, this is when... I read that wrong, oh yeah. Well, you could help me over there. I don't know who it is, so I'm Well, trying. you could look up the band's... Jim Perry. Okay. Petrie. Jim Perry? No, Petrie. Oh, Petrie. Petrich. Petrich. And I have... Right. I bet I, I can... that is correct. I think yeah. it is. Oh, gosh. But he... Yeah, by him writing that song, think about how much money that they've made on that song, because that gets played for so many things. Even though it's kind of a cheesy song, it does... Like you, it, it's catchy. It's catchy. It it and and literally when he sang it to us, that He's, was pretty. He sounded just like the record, and we're in the little <laughs> tiny bookstore before they. I meet him. I asked him, "You're like Julia, don't want to ask him, it's Julia." And he said, "It's the eye of the tiger." <laughs> <laughs> and he like pulls his bandana down, and we're just like, "Yeah, you got it." <laughs> I know that's not Backward a usual. Was fun. That's okay. not what happens every time. It you know, doesn't. It's kind of nice. It doesn't. Nice to us about it. Okay, other things that are happening. Dave, uh, Dave Grohl from Nirvana isn't feeling. Uh, or the Foo Fighters. Or the Foo Fighter mm-hmm. isn't feeling uh, that kid who wants to sue Nirvana. You know, the young kid who was oh, the baby in the baby. Baby. Nobody is. He's not feeling it. Yeah, and nobody he, is. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said this. Um, I feel the same way when asked about it. I feel the same way most people do and that I have to disagree with him. That's all I'll say. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, listen, he can't help. His dad was an idiot. Yeah. He's got a never mind tattoo. I don't. The kid does. Yeah. And so Dave is saying he's got the tattoo. What's that got to do with him? Well, he's got the tattoo and he's mad about it. No, he's mad that he got thrown in the bathwater and didn't get any money by his dumb dad. Yeah. You know. I think he's also realizing there's a cash grab there and he might be trying to... Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. He's probably was happy with telling his friends his whole right. life that he was that baby and then he realized, oh, I didn't get paid for it. Right. Now I want some money. There we go. All right. Tell All us right. about the traffic. Yeah, All right, guys. Happening? Let's go up in Rogers right now. There's a pretty big... Thank you so much, Grant. Okay, so uh, we've got a couple things to talk about. Show you your favorite subject, Angelina oh, Jolie. We, why can't you talk about her when I'm gone? Well, Julia, the... <laughs> Eternals, Eternals is, you know, had its last international movie premiere. It yes. happened in London today. We posted on the red carpet. Uh, Angelina, you know, she and the kids have flown. They they were in L.A., then they went to Rome, and now London. And um, Shiloh, Zahara, Vivian, Maddox, and Knox were all uh, on the red carpet with her. Shiloh is wearing one of her mom's old dresses that she wore to something. They're all, like, doing stuff with it. Angelina has a new stylist because she's dressing like we've never seen her dress right. before. And um, 
So the pictures are posted. It's kind of kind of a fun photo, but um, they are really going all out. I've never seen Angelina on E Pop News. Well, remember, she would only do NBC for all those years with Ann Curry. But and then, this, because this is a Marvel movie, yeah. Entertainment Tonight, right. Access. I mean, she's been everywhere. Good Morning America this morning. That's right. And she's doing, they seem to be doing the interviews like it seems to be Selma Hayek, Angelina, and either Kit Harrington. I wish they'd throw Richard Madden in there. Oh, no kidding. Because he is just a snack and a half. But, yeah, this morning, um, Selma and Angelina and Kit Harrington were on with GMA just talking to Chris Chris O'Connell about the movie Eternals. In Eternals, look who's marvelous now. Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, and Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Directed by Nomadland's Oscar winner, Chloe Chow. Ushering a new and inclusive era of superheroism. How did you feel that this set was different from what a set like this would have been 20 years ago? Or even 10 years ago, Salma? The director wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have been there. Mm. I think Angie would have been there no matter what. <laughs> Were you surprised that the MCU reached out to you? Shocked. I mean, it, it didn't come in my 20s, it didn't come in my 30s, it didn't come in my 40s, <laughs> and all of a sudden they show up in my 50s. <laughs> a Mexican-Arab 50-year-old woman playing a part that is made into a woman because in the comic is a man. It's a beautiful shocker. I was very curious and excited when I got the call, but I didn't know what I was called for. They didn't tell you what you were going to play? Well, you sit there in these meetings. I don't know if you had it. You sit there in these meetings and you're looking at all these different pictures around and you're trying to figure out what am I or who am I? Or am I, am I a person, a voice, or a raccoon? What am I? <laughs> Kid, how much does your experience with the Game of Thrones franchise get you ready for the secrecy of the Marvel world, the fanaticism of the fans? I think if there was a school for that, then... Game of Thrones is a pretty good school to go oh, yeah, through. I remember that. It, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, I always felt with Thrones that it was running in tandem with the MCU. What is that like to put those suits on for the first time? I looked at myself and I got really emotional because I thought mm. I saw my brown face in this suit. Mm. And I just thought that it was such an important moment that had nothing to do with me because I understood the importance of it. You thought of the thousands or millions of young people who will watch you in that suit and think that could be me? I could yes, have that power exactly, someday. Exactly. So they, they were, it was just kind of a nice little yes, package um, piece. And on yep. E! on EPOP News, Angelina, I have to give the... Don't the, tell me. The, Why do you get so happy? Why did well, she go to every premiere with all of her kids? Well, I think, you know, that's just they haven't been able to travel. It's something to do. The kids are excited. It's at the Eternals, you know, the Marvel thing. And But anyway, the Justin Sylvester asked Angelina, this is such a good way, are your children more excited about you being in the Marvel film or your friendship with The Weeknd? Great question. <laughs> and she said, they're very excited about this movie, if that's what you're asking. And she smiled and looked at Sama Hayek. And then she said, yes, they're very excited about this movie. So anyway, I just thought that was a tricky little way of uh, uh, getting to that. But here's what uh, on Rotten Tomatoes for there's about 83 reviews in. OK, 66 percent positive. And the Eternals, if you don't know, it's um, 
a fictional race of people, humanoids, if you will, who for years they've protected the Earth from their fellow evil counterparts called the Deviants. And they're the Eternals, the good, and they have seven days to save the Earth. And um, so anyway, that's what it's about, you know, so it's like, you know. This, this passed the test of my kid. Yeah, because he likes these movies, and I said, "Does that?" Because the commercial was on last night. We were watching The Bachelorette or something, yeah. and he goes, "Yeah, that looks good." Bob. Yeah. So here's okay, Seattle Times critic. It's oh God, a, Lori, do you have to promote Angelina this much? No, they don't like the movie. Oh. it's only at sixty six percent on Rotten oh. Tomatoes. It's a different kind of superhero movie, not to everyone's taste, but made for us all. That's the Seattle Times. So okay, okay, that's positive. Negative. Yeah. (laughs) Rolling Stone (laughs) magazine said Eternals is so busy showing off what it can do, where it can go, that it bypasses and overlooks what it really has to offer. There are real dilemmas, real battles of interest buried beneath the soft, petaled, naturally lit, cozy surfaces of this movie. Johnny Olenecki from the New York Post said Angelina Jolie has the charisma of a bar of soap in this movie. Oh, um, I can't believe you're telling. I can't believe you didn't edit that one out. No, you're I didn't. a true journalist right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jake Cole from Slant Magazine said this movie is bloated and rush. Eternal suffers from frequent lurches in tempo that dispel its occasional moments of tranquil thoughtfulness. Isn't it like two and a half hours? Of course. Oh, it's it's almost yeah. three hours. Oh, Grant, but, are you excited? Because you're you've oh, seen. Yeah, yeah. you're still <laughs> excited. Does this not? It won't matter. It, yeah, for it's, me, it doesn't matter. Proof in that yeah. way, and so I think that's why. But okay. here's one credit: Matt Singer, who writes for Screen Crush, he said the thing that the things that make Chloe Zhao's indie movies because she won Nomadland and mm-hmm. special just don't translate to massive blockbuster filmmaking. So she's more peaceful, tranquil, quiet, uses the stillness versus the action. Kind yeah. of. That's what I'm translating. That's why I'm Hollywood speaking. Yeah, that. someone else, another critic from the AV Club said, um, the Eternals come in three varieties, brooding, quippy, or both. So I guess um, it's earnest. Um, it's convoluted plot lets us down. A film that is constantly at war, it's... With that's itself enough. for nearly three hours. Oh, that sounds horrible. So, you know, we'll, I think people that are, are fans, go? I'll probably go to this if I can find someone to go with. Usually Casey's up for a, um, a superhero movie, but if not, I, I'm going up to Duluth in a couple of weekends yeah. and I know a nephew who'll go with there me. There you go. He always goes with me to Thor and that's been my favorite so far. Oh. Thor and Wonder Woman. Thor, yeah. They got a new one coming out here in 2022. Yeah. Another Thor, which will yeah. be exciting, so. So anyway, take a look at Angelina. Also, um, the other uh, the other thing that uh, and she's covering People magazine. Just so you know that, Julia, mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about parenting. Um, but uh, this was kind of a cr- unbelievable story. So Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, he's got a new book out, and yes. it's called uh, Kevin Smith's Secret Stash, yes. and talking about all kinds of things. And Kevin Smith. I mean, one thing that um, we can always give him credit for is that he coined the name Benefer because in the early aughts, they starred in Kevin Smith's comedy 2004 called Jersey Girl. Mm -hmm. And he gave them that name on the set of what is now a notorious box office bomb. 
Right. And he said, uh, he, he was doing an interview about his book. He said, yes, it's a dubious honor. Most people out there, including Ben and Jen themselves, are like, thanks a lot, a-hole. But he told he tells the story in his secret stash about how Gus or uh, Harvey Weinstein um, pulled Goodwill Hunting from the movie theater so Robin Williams wouldn't make so much money. He's such a what a pig! I almost died when I read this. Yeah, and Kevin Smith knows this because he was an executive producer of Goodwill Hunting on Goodwill Hunting, and he said that Williams had a back end deal that said if the movie grossed over a hundred million. Williams would get a larger portion of the profits mm-hmm. and split that money with Miramax. Um, he said, I remember when Goodwill Hunting was leaving theaters and it felt so weird because it was like, wait, there's all this Oscar buzz. Why are we taking it out? Right? Why would you pull it out? And he said it was hamstrung because of greed, even though it meant Harvey wouldn't make as much money. That movie was made for $10 million dollars. And made um, $225 million at the box office. So it's still, Robin Williams did get money, but Kevin Smith was like, yeah, that they would have made even more money. He just is a dink. Yeah, What a vindictive he? dink to make a deal, but then make sure it doesn't work. Yeah. What a dink. Well, think of how many people, oh, he is a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are all up in arms about Chris Evans being young Buzz Lightyear and not Tim Allen. I tried to understand what was going on because sometimes the younger you has a different voice. I don't know, but it's called light year is what this is called. And it's all about Buzz's origin story. Because Tim Allen is 65 years old, Lori, and Chris Evans is 30. Yeah. I mean, you can't play sometimes unless you want to do what they did with you know, that horrible movie that they did on Netflix where they CGI'd oh. everyone backwards, oh. that mafia movie. Yeah, that was, I what mean, was that called? Th- yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. It's okay, the young, you. It's the prequel to Buzz Lightyear. You need a different, you need someone young. Okay. Grant, you think? are you all right with this? Or you- uh, not really, no. I'm a big Tim Allen guy. Well, I love Tim Allen. And I think that being that it's a cartoon and it's not... Oh, it's a cartoon. It's well, Buzz Lightyear, you know? Buzz Lightyear. Oh. If it's a cartoon, oh, his, he could... Was a- you know, I mean... Did you actually think this was going to be a live-action <laughs> Buzz Lightyear? I oh, my did. word. Well, that I would did. make sense, yes. You want to rethink that, then? I did, because that's why, where all my yeah. thought process came from. Well, being that it's a cartoon, I think you could still use his voice, but I think that there's some other things there that uh, people might be upset about. But uh, because Tim Tim hasn't had the greatest past in Hollywood, let's just put it that way. He was the best Santa Claus, remember that? If Tom and he kept gaining weight, let's see if Tom Hanks. Then he better get the boot for you know Woody for Woody. Yeah. Well, if Woody gets a prequel. I agree. That's it. If if Woody has a prequel, it's a cartoon. That's why I thought that this was yeah. a little weird because you can still manipulate. Buzz Lightyear's voice and still sure. keep it be the original Buzz Lightyear. Well, but, if they were going to do the action one, live action. Yeah, then that, then that would be definitely your... Before he put on the costume. That's right. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, a young Superman. All right, we got to take a break. It's we time do. for Hollywood Speak. We'll be right back. Hollywood Speak! What is the meaning of this? So, yeah, let's take a minute to appreciate Keanu's appreciation. So, John Wick 4 is due out uh, next May. Yes. And for months, Keanu's been filming in Berlin. He also spent a long time in Berlin working on The Matrix, whatever that, Resurrections or whatever it's called, which is coming out at Christmas. And um, Keanu gifted the stunt team, gave all of them Rolex watches that were inscribed. That's lovely. Isn't it? That used to be a parting gift from companies for 30 years. I have a Rolex that says for 30 years of good service. Um, 
not mine. Yeah. But um, someone else's. Well, the Hollywood speak on this is that he's a nice guy. He is the best. He is the he sweetest. He treats people nice. He is the gentlest. You he's want the it. most unproblematic movie star who will never let us down. There you go. Because they've all the other ones have let us down. There you go, Jules. Yep. Basically, they have. Let's appreciate Keanu's appreciation. Okay, Lori. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Tell me this, John Mulaney's pregnant girlfriend, Olivia Munn, wants us to know that they're still together. She gave an interview to Entertainment Tonight this week, and she had this... Did she have something to promote or just to promote that they were still a couple? Yes, Julia, that is <laughs> basically like my it. I like to call, just call him. We just need to get my name out there to promote that I'm not, that I'm still a couple. Yeah, and and the way they reported it, she it was like it was almost like she knew she was going to do some promotional media, and it was a happy accident. Everyone was talking about the state of her relationship with Melania over the weekend because she literally they asked about her pregnancy and relationship, and she said, "Well, off the record, we didn't break up." And then Entertainment Tonight ran it like it they'd learned it not off the record but on the record, and then people ran with it, and then. Some of her people ran to Us Weekly and said this, that uh, Olivia is a real feminist and doesn't need a man by her side 24-7. She never has. Becoming a mom is more important to her. Okay. How than- speak this? Are they broken up? Well, for reasons not to have a baby, proving feminist credentials and proving you don't need man men and focusing on something other than your career. This kid hasn't even been born yet, and I will say this. She's setting the table for their breakup. I would say so, too. Yeah. Because I don't need a man. I just wanted a kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like such a weird... And then what's a real feminist? Like a party city feminist? Costume in a bag? A diet feminist? I mean, what does her? what is her people thinking? A real what is feminist? Her, I have no idea. Yeah. Neither does she. Anyway, she's there. She's setting the table for the breakup. That it's happening. She's telegraphing that. I can tell. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow was on um, Red Table Talk. She is really promoting her show on Netflix, Sex, Love, and Goop. And Gwyneth Paltrow blushes when the vulva puppet was brought out onto the table. <laughs> Grant, we're going to have those in studio tomorrow, yeah, and nice. I just want to see how you do. So prep ahead. We're going to photograph okay. your face. But she okay. buried okay. her face in her hands when Jada showed her a toy paddle. She put her head down on the desk when the puppet, the vulva puppet pillow came out with a detachable little clitoris. That is in sex education right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's acting like, no, this is a woman who's like having, and Boy, she's, she's just trying to be, but I mean, she's, I watched it. She seemed like she was embarrassed over the vulva puppet. Well, she was mad at him because she's selling those for the holiday season and they scooped her. Scooped her. <laughs> <laughs> you can get your own V vulva puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that vulva puppet on sex education? No, Evolva, like a whole, yes, a whole stand. She has a class for women. This one's a geranium. This yeah. one's a petunia. Just you know the different funny. shapes and getting people to understand that they come in all shapes and sizes. They do because porn has made people think 
That what was our word the other know, day? Tr- Hippophrenfell. Swaffenfell. Swaffenfell. <laughs> Literally meaning swatting mid-range. A tail. A tail. Mm-hmm. Swatting okay. a tail. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a sex word that we needed to know. Oh, that was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> turn, Ina, tune, in to, tune in to Sex Monday if you're just curious oh what we're talking God. about. <laughs> Go look at the podcast. Ina, be, Ina Garden, Garden told uh, Willie Geist, um, I believe this is on a Sunday morning show, um, and she, you know, she's been on the Food Network for 19 years. She's she, the Barefoot Contessa. Yes, the Barefoot mm-hmm. con- Contessa. And she said, for she's years fabulous. I told them no, and they kept coming back with a better offer. And she finally told them, lose my number. There you go. I bet she's glad they didn't lose her number since she's gainfully employed. She's there. We've been on it the same amount of years. Jeez, another one that did better. I wish. Well, <laughs> why, I yeah. Why? why are we known as barefoot something? I, barefoot bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I don't know. I don't no. understand it. Okay. Oh, Lord. Uh, here's another one for yes. you. Uh, the Duke of Cambridge is frustrated at the commercialization around his late mother's wife. Who is the Duke of Cambridge? William is the Duke of Cambridge. Oh, he's frustrated at the commercialization around Princess Diana. He's frustrated over the fact that season five of The Crown is going to reenact the Martin Bashir uh, interview. interview. Well, there you go. That is what he's not too happy about. And please tell me why... Britney Spears' fiance wants to be in a Mel Gibson movie called The Hot Seat, which because this he just sounds wants so to bad. Work, Lori. He just wants to work and be being taken yeah. seriously. What'd you say, Grant? A little self worth, maybe. You yeah, know? he wants to bring in his own money, Lori. Is that the motivation? He got her flat abs. I know. What's that. he going to do when he does the press and they say, so you decided to work with this person who has a history of the they're movies not now gonna, going they're straight not gonna straight to video? But did you talk about the Britney Spears post? Yesterday, of course. We this did. message is to my family. Yeah. That wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it hurts. It hurts deeper than you ever know. For thirteen years, they blew her off. I still want just. I can't imagine how angry she must be. I would. I would be so livid with my yeah. family. Yeah. Thirteen years in her kid's childhood. Yeah. I mean, she was denied access to her children. Yeah. Oh. Brutal. I just saw that and it just made me sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just know that's so much Well, she hasn't offered her congratulations to her, uh, Sam, on Instagram. But I was, I did take note that Chad Michael Murray is also in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And Fred, uh, Kevin Dillon. Oh, Kevin Dillon. Victory from Entourage. Uh, What was he, Turtle? No, he was the brother of Vinny Chase. What was his name? Oh, can't think of his name. Johnny Drama. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Drama. Drama, And he was always screaming victory because he had the one show uh, uh, series quest. Victory victory. was his main thing. Yeah, he's good. So, yeah, he's he's in this movie, Hot Seat. It's an ex-hacker is forced to break into a banking institution by an anonymous man who planted a bomb under his chair at his office. Didn't we see this with Clooney and Julia Childs? Some Julia Childs or, or Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Wasn't there a movie? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Guy in a bank, a bomb, a threat. We never saw the movie. I saw it. Did you? Yeah, I did, Julia. It's ringing a bell. It is ringing a bell, and this is just a ripoff of that movie. There you go. Oh, God, Lori. But Sam is working. I re- really does. <laughs> but Sam is working. <laughs> Snuck that in there. Yeah.
All right, we'll be back.